Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast. It's Isaac from Real Coaching here again. In this episode, we're going to be speaking with Raul Lowenthal from Z.co about how to move your Amazon business into international markets with the help of their team so that you can focus more on the growth pieces as opposed to the logistics and the little nitty gritty details about how to move products to other markets. So, you know, we've spoken to a lot of Amazon sellers about moving to other marketplaces in the past. And we've actually even mentioned that in previous podcasts. And we also, you know, sold in markets, other markets for, for ourselves for years. However, a lot of Amazon sellers just don't know how to get set up you know, what is required or even how to make sure they can still sell products in international markets. How do you analyze the competition? All that stuff, right? So a lot of our members and listeners are based outside the United States, and this may not be news to them. So, you know, if you're from you know Germany or the UK and you sell into the US, it's, it's, you're used to thinking of international markets because the US is international to you. But for people, especially based in the US, you know, going out to other countries, it's a little different. And you know, even for international sellers, you might think about selling in, you know, other countries in Europe or in your own country instead of just selling in the U.S. So there's a lot of markets out there and, and Amazon's expanding globally more and more every day. And without the right team to help guide you through the requirements, you may end up spending a lot of time, money and effort and just trying to get set up and you could avoid that, right? Like that's what we always try to say is like find ways to make things easier and simpler for yourself. So before we get into the details about selling in international markets on Amazon, can you give us a little bit of background story about how Z.co came into existence and kind of what your role and how you got into that uh, you know, position, Rao? Sure. Isaac, thanks, uh, thanks for having us and uh, hi to the listeners. Um, sure. So a little bit of background about us. So we're a division of a larger group of companies called the VAT IT Group. Uh, it's the largest VAT reclamation and compliance group in the world. We, we have about 1,800 employees uh, globally and uh, about 17 or 18,000 clients. So uh, the, the business has a, an importer of record uh, business that focuses on, you know, various industries. And, uh, you know, we've been doing this for about eight or nine years. Z is our, our e-commerce uh, business. Um, we, you know, we focus specifically on e-commerce businesses looking to expand internationally, uh, you know, obviously with a focus on Amazon FBA. Uh, a little bit of background about me. So I've got an investment banking background, um, spent a couple of years in a, in a global investment bank uh, in both in South Africa and, and in the, the UK. Uh, I was then uh, hired by the group uh, in, a, in a sort of more very open-ended role um, with the CEO. And, uh, you know, the, the, it's, it's a group that's constantly innovating and, exp uh, and expanding, you know, different markets different products um uh, very much in the in the regulation technology industry and uh we, you know we identified that there's a a big market uh, out there for e-commerce sellers you know looking to uh you know to get their inventory into markets outside of their local marketplace um we had been you know historically been doing uh, import of record services for large multinational technology companies Amazon Web Services included, you know, helping them expand their, their data centers, you know, all over the world. And uh, yeah, so I was, I was kind of, you know, put onto a bit of project-based work. And then, you know, this, this project came along. Uh, I was the, the sole salesman for, for a while, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, getting to understand the industry a little bit more and, you know, sign, sign on some clients and, and learn from them. 
we then, you know, built a, a, a sales team. Uh, we built a client success team, uh, you know, to help onboard and, and activate clients, uh, give them that the, the, the success that they need. And then uh, the, the, there was another person hired in a very similar position to me at the same time. And her name is Mary Louise. And she took on, you know, very much more the operational side of things, uh, built the back end, built our app, um, you know, built our service team. Uh, to make sure that we could service clients appropriately, make sure that their their, their imports are done in a tax efficient way, and uh, yeah, so here here we sit. You know, we're, we're a team of fifty strong, and uh, you know we got some strong clients all the way from you know a, a one guy operation sending a couple of boxes, you know, here and there to new destinations, all the way up to to Amazon aggregators, uh, you know, with twenty or thirty brands, you know, looking to expand their their brands globally. So yeah, I think that's a I was supposed to be brief. It wasn't so brief, but no, that's uh, yeah, good. that's that's our background. <laughs> yeah, and so obviously you're in South Africa, and and you know this is being in e-commerce. It's a virtual world, right? So you don't have to be centrally located in anything, but your your network actually is located all over the globe. Is that right? Yeah. So our operate, like I said, our operation center is is based in uh, Johannesburg in South Africa. We've got a an incredible team of professionals uh, and an incredible talent pool. Uh, in this country to to run a service business like this, you know the majority of our client base actually sits you know across the group sits sits outside of South Africa. So that has uh, you know necessitated building uh, offices you know in over fifty countries uh, mm-hmm. around the world, and and that obviously gives us the the global network and infrastructure to to kind of give Amazon sellers to piggyback off uh, so that they can you know get their their inventory into those those countries. Yeah, so that, you know, the structure is operations in, in Johannesburg, but, you know, offices in, in over 50 countries globally. Yeah. So let's kind of dig into the, some of the details about what you guys do and how it works and everything like that. So obviously, you know, we, our, our podcast is specifically geared towards Amazon sellers, but you guys can help pretty much any e-commerce seller move into other marketplace. So what, what are the ways that Z.co actually works with the seller? I mean, obviously, you know, when we say moving into another marketplace, it's not just about setting up an account in a different market, right? It's, it's a, there's a lot of other stuff goes into it. So kind of explain the process there, what exactly you guys do. And then as well, is it just certain countries that you guys are moving people into, or is it, is there like a growing list or like a, you know, a very wide net that you guys can cast across the entire world? So, okay. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to start with the first part. Um, moving international international market uh, requires various moving parts okay um you know you, you the seller will be very good at sourcing the product identifying a brand you know building that brand uh the 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 next part of the process is getting the business set up to actually sell in that country so that would be setting up your your seller central account uh, perhaps getting a vat uh, registration and the ori number if you know if you're going to the uk or or the eu and then i suppose the third part is now Getting, getting the inventory from, you know, whether it's your supplier in China or from your warehouse in the US or wherever you're based in the world uh, to that country, uh, understanding what the product compliance is, uh, and then making sure that the goods customs clear in, in a tax efficient way. And Z, Z.co makes the, the product compliance, international movement, and customs clearance in a tax efficient manner, a very simple and easy process. Um, we, you know, like I said, because of the larger group that that we are a part of, you know, we we've been in in VAT compliance, in tax compliance, in you know, in, you know, in a lot of compliance all over the world, and uh, we've just packaged that in a way 
for e-commerce sellers to make the process of moving their product into a new market that they don't necessarily understand, uh, but we do very well. And uh, yeah, so I think maybe to, to focus it down a little bit more, our speciality is importer of record. And, and what that means is we're a, a local entity with a physical presence in the, in the country that you're looking to move to. Um, to take on the customs liability of that import to make sure that the goods clear customs uh, successfully. So uh, to, to break it down even further, you know, the, the growth of e-commerce has required local customs offices to deal with millions of foreign importers. And uh, what that's done is it's made them focus on, you know, making sure that there's a local office with someone who can speak the language with, uh, you know, people who they can hold account on behalf of Isaac Kuhlman in, in the US, uh, let's say in the UK or, or in, in Germany, right? Uh, because trying to find you, uh, you know, for any unpaid duties and taxes for any product compliance issues, much harder, uh, you, know, you know, trying to find you in the US than it is to have, you know, somebody taking on that responsibility for you in, in the local country. Uh, so that's yeah, how- I, that's, I, I was going to say, you know, when people try to figure this out for themselves, they can spend a lot of time just spinning around trying to find the right information because there's, Tons of information out there. I mean, you can Google this stuff, right? But that doesn't mean you're going to understand it. The legalese and the, 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 the language that's used in each country is so confusing that you can easily run afoul of the, the tax liabilities and, the, and the, you know, just the government regulations and stuff. Absolutely. Uh, we, we deal with this all the time. And, and it's in, you know, we, we've built an infrastructure of, you know, with professionals that really do understand this. Uh, and look, you know, country to country, things differ, um, people differ, but, you know, we, we've, we've created a central point, you know, for an Amazon seller, for an e-commerce seller uh, to say, all right, you know, I'm interested in, in expanding into Canada, into Australia, into Japan, in, into the UK, EU, wherever it may be, but they've got one person that they can speak to at, at Z.co to make that, a, you know, a very simple process. I think, you know, as a value added solution, uh, we've got a, you know, we've got partnerships with various courier services, the likes of FedEx, DHL, and UPS. So we can actually make this an end-to-end -end solution for the seller. Uh, essentially, pick up the goods from the export country, arrange for the international freight, act as the importer of record, get the, the goods cleared through customs, pay over the duties and taxes, and then arrange for the final delivery to to the either the 3PL or to the, the Amazon facility, just depending yeah. on uh, what that may be. We, we, we're not a freight forwarder. I think it's important to understand the difference between a freight forwarder and, and who we are. A freight forwarder is, is purely uh, interested in the international transport of your goods from, from one point to the next. And they themselves or with the local agent may do the local delivery for you. Uh, that, that's not our, our target uh, or, or our speciality. Um, like I said, ours is in the, in the product compliance, the, the customs compliance, and uh, the tax efficiency of a, of a, a customs clearance. Yeah. And so obviously there's companies, you know, like Amazon themselves that try to explain to sellers that they can do this for them as well. So I found that, you know, pretty much everything that when you do deal with Amazon is pretty inefficient and way more complicated than it needs to be. So can you kind of explain like, you know, if somebody's working with Amazon on this, how you guys would be possibly a better fit for them? Absolutely. So Amazon will pretty much help you you know, with logistics, uh, they might help you with a bit of product sourcing. They might help you with your brand registry. You know, they might help you with, you know, they've got, you know, VAT services. But what they don't uh, and what they explicitly tell you that they won't help you with is, is customs compliance. Uh, that is, 
purely the responsibility of an Amazon seller. And, and that's really the gap that we fill. Um, we, we come in really our, our, our main value add to our, our clients is, is that, that customs compliance duties and taxes service. Um, and then again, because of the, you know, because of the volume of shipments that we're doing on an annual basis, our rates that we get with our, our freight partners are very competitive. And obviously then our sellers get uh, the benefit of that. So look, we may not beat Amazon Global Logistics. I mean, we all know Amazon push all of their, their providers down pretty much to nothing. You know, we, we've learned that in our, uh, in our VAT registrations and compliance business. Yeah. You know, Amazon basically white labeled a couple of uh, VAT provider services and then pretty much pushed them down to nil uh, and, and gave, you know, offer the service for free. So, you know, but the caveat to that and, and what we experience on a, on a daily basis is that, a, you know, clients will go in and use Amazon Global Logistics or the VAT services, whatever it may be. Uh, it's very cheap and it, it adds to your bottom line. But then they come back and say, look, they can't get a hold of anybody. You know, there's no client service. There's, there's nobody to speak yeah. to. My goods are stuck. I can't. So and, and, you know, we'll fill that gap uh, for them. But again, in saying that, uh, there's, a, there's a very important service that we provide that Amazon don't. Um, and, uh, you know, I think we can get into that in a little bit more detail. Sure. So let's go to the back to the kind of second part of this. You know, when you guys move into the, the other countries, like what countries are we referring to? Is it just ones that have Amazon marketplaces? Is it available to anyone who sells on Amazon? Or is it, you know, you can go into non-Amazon countries as well? So our importer of record business has the, the infrastructure into over 200 destinations globally. Um, so that that really, give, you know, we've got a We've got a pretty good understanding uh, of, of pretty much the whole world when it comes to importing and customs compliance. Uh, in e-commerce, things are a little bit different. Um, the reason being is, you know, there's there's a there's a sale that happens in the destination country, and that obviously uh, requires a little bit more business compliance. Um, so, our, our main focus is where Amazon have uh, fulfillment centers. Uh, you know, and and I mean, I can run through our list of countries. That's that's Canada, it's the United States, it's the UK, it's all of the pan-European uh, yep. program destinations. It's Mexico, Singapore, Japan, and Australia. Okay. Uh, we get a lot of questions about uh, the Middle East. Those are some new markets uh, by Amazon, the UAE and, and Saudi Arabia. The Middle East are, very, uh, you know, very complex countries to, to import into. And, uh, you know, from, from our understanding and our import of record business, it's countries that are on our radar. Um, but they, they, because of the resale that happens in country, there's a, a little bit of additional additional work that has to go into that before we can make sure that it's a fully compliant lane. We call it a lane, a fully compliant lane. Makes sense. Yeah. So if you're selling on Amazon and you are thinking about selling into a, you know, a marketplace that obviously has success and you know built up their marketplace, because not every marketplace is built up to where buyers are actually buying on those marketplaces regularly. Then it sounds like you pretty much have it covered. So, you know, a lot of Amazon sellers obviously heard about the ability to sell in other markets, but you know, what type of Amazon businesses are best when it comes to looking to expand to other marketplaces? Is there a certain size of the business that works better? It's a great question. So, and, and I, I love this question because the truth is, um, if you've got a, a successful product in, in your local market that's profitable, um, there's no reason why you shouldn't have a successful product in another market. Um, what, what we've learned in, in this business is that, you know, people sort of think that different countries are very different. And, you know, while culturally, ethically, 
uh, or, or by language, they might be different, but people are, are pretty much 95% the same. They want the same things, uh, especially in a, in a consumer market. And also, you know, if you, you talk about a, a more mature market for, for sales, but actually, you know, some of the earlier, uh, you know, some of the newer markets, a market like Australia, for example, if you're a first mover there, uh, you know, with your brand, you, you have the, a really good chance of success. And, uh, you know, I, to, 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 to try and not drop names, but I think it gives us credibility. Uh, Scott Needham from Barboxer, we, we helped one of their brands, you know, get into Australia and are currently helping them get one of their, the same brand in, into Mexico. And this is something, you know, this is a guy who's, uh, or a business that's, you know, the largest seller in America by product type. Um, and, you know, they've always thought about going global, but, you know, the obstacles have, have scared them away and, and we've made that a really easy process for them. So to answer your question simply, uh, there's, there's no real definition of a, of a size of business that would have success in a new market. Um, it's if you have a product that's successful in your local market, uh, you know, you, you can test a new market with us and, you know, pretty much be successful there. Nice. So just in order to set the expectations for our listeners, what would you tell an Amazon seller that they kind of need to figure out before they contact you guys at Z.co? I think uh, the, the only thing that they really need is, is a product. Um, you know, we, we've had a lot of success in, in getting brands into new markets. And, and the reason I say that is because, uh, you know, when you, you'll know this, you, you build brands yourself. When you're building a brand, you've got a long-term view. Um, with that, you're sourcing the right suppliers, you, you're getting the right product quality. Uh, you're not You're not just trying to kind of, you know, source a product and make a margin in, in a new market. Not to say that we can't help sellers that do that. We do. Uh, we do uh, assist wholesale sellers, uh, you know, getting to new markets. But uh, what, what, they, what you need is a product. What you need is a target market. Uh, depending on that new market, they, they, they might require a VAT registration and an IORI application. Uh, that is, you know, those two things get you set up to start selling but they don't get you set up to import. So, you know, we, we have a, a group company that can assist with that. But as I alluded to earlier, Amazon do that pretty much for free. Um, so it really just depends on the seller on, on how they want to do that. But essentially, you know, when it comes to the UK, when it comes to the EU, that really needs to be in place beforehand. Once that's in place, we can start importing. Yeah. So this is kind of a, a follow-up or like a secondary part of the question of like what kind of business is best to move into marketplaces. but the question we get all the time is like, when is the best time to move into a new marketplace? Do I have to sell $50,000 or do I have to have five products? And you kind of said like, you know, you can just have one product. Um, but do you have any advice as to like, you know, different size sellers, what they need to kind of think about when would be, you know, a good fit for them? Because, you know, there's multiple ways to grow your business. You can sell more products. You can sell more of the same things that you're already doing and just do it better. Or you can sell more stuff in different places, right? So. When, when would you say, like, if somebody says, oh, you know, I'd love to work with you guys, but I'm not sure right now is the time. When would be a good time for them? So I think that really depends on where you're based. If you're a U.S. seller, testing your product in the U.S. market is always the best thing to do, right? It, it's the biggest marketplace in the world. Uh, you'll get a real understanding of whether your product sells. Uh, other sellers based outside of the U.S. don't necessarily have that privilege. So a lot of the time, you know, they're looking to get into the U.S. for the first time. Uh, you know, to test their product. Um, I wouldn't say there's a clear cut answer there, uh, Isaac. I think it, it really depends on the sellers. Like you say, there's different levers for growth. We mm -hmm. believe that new markets are a real, you know, if, you, if, you're a, if you're a one or two or three product focused business, 
uh, and you're not trying to sell you know too many products then new markets are a really good way to to leave a growth in your business yeah. uh you know but in saying that, you know, then we've got we've got uh, Barbox who sell 100,000 different SKUs on, on Amazon US and they're still using us to get into international markets. Yeah. So there's no clear cut answer for me to give. I'm sorry that it's, it maybe it might be a little bit confusing, but it, it really just depends on how if you've tested your product in a, in a local market and you believe it's profitable and there's a market for it, we'd be ready to to help you get into a new one. Yeah, and I think that's a good way to answer because, you know, the the burden of research is still on the seller to know whether or not they have viability in other marketplaces it's not like you're going to tell them hey yeah you should sell that product sure you'd love to help them you know import that but at the same time you're not guaranteeing their success they have to do that research for themselves right agreed and uh you know there's 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 platforms out there you know one of them being smart scout um that you can actually use to to do the analytics yourself in in a, yeah. in, a in a new market um you know if, if you if the product does you know is it if it's not really a product that's actually sold in that market that presents a whole new opportunity uh you know in itself so yes data analytics ppc uh listings uh translations all of those things are things that sellers need to take into account before especially if the the the, the new market speaks a different language you know product labels have to be in the new language there's there are various things that need to happen um yeah. what i always advise sellers if you if you're based in an english-speaking country so if you're a u.s seller uh, the best, you know, the next best option is like Canada or the UK because they're also English speaking countries. So that makes the, the transition sort of more simple. Then you start to look at countries that speak other languages. Uh, if you're based in a country that doesn't speak English, well, then, you know, we, we can assist you in, 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 in getting you into pretty much any other country you want to get into. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, players out there that, are, that assist with translations, with listings, all, the, all that type of thing to, to get your, your product ready. For sure. Yeah. And that's the good thing about these, all these service providers out there is that it's so much easier than, you know, six, seven years ago when I first started selling in international markets, it was like, you had to go find people on Upwork to translate your listings into Germany instead of like, Hey, there's a service provider that'll do it for way cheaper or way more efficiently, or, you know, just more conveniently. So that's, that's the great part about how this is growing and, and Amazon is growing in the kind of subculture around Amazon, the services around it. So that's awesome. Now, there, there's obviously tons of ways that you can mess this up and, you know, as a seller themselves. So are there any common state, common mistakes or maybe over, often overlooked parts of the business that Amazon sellers tend to make when they're trying to do uh, the expansion themselves or, uh, you know, any, any time when they maybe have tried part of it and come to you and uh, kind of maybe mess something up that you can kind of share with our audience so that they don't do that? Sure. Um... I think I would go into two two parts there. The first, probably the the, the biggest challenge that 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 our clients face is is product compliance. So, uh, let's say you want to sell, you know, you you manufacture hard drives in Japan, you sell them in the US because you're based there, and now you want to start selling them in the UK or, or the EU. Um, CE markings, authorized, you know, responsible persons in in the local country to take that on, uh, you know. Uh, w triple e uh, responsibilities like the list goes on and on and on so we you know uh, we built a, an entire team around uh, helping sellers identify the product compliance requirements for that specific country so that everything is in place before we start importing so that you don't get a, a shipment seized at customs yeah. um that 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 obviously you know can can in, you know delay the, the the shipment process because it's uh, you know there's a little bit more time required to, to identify what's needed uh, but uh, again our, our 
you know, our whole value is that your, your goods are going to clear customs guaranteed. Uh, and we're going to make sure we have everything in place before that happens. And we'll yeah. identify everything that you, you may need. Uh, yeah, the, the and does second, that go with like stuff that they might put on packaging as, as well? Like for absolutely. the individual product? Yeah. Labeling. I mean, one of the biggest challenges we face is, is if you've got a, a seller looking to go into the United States and let's say it's like a dietary supplement or like, you know, gym mixture drink or, you know, you know, those like kind of food related products or supplement related products. FDA labeling is like number one. Right. If, if you don't have your FDA, if you don't have your labels in, in requirements with the FDA, your products get seized and destroyed uh, in the US. So like we have a partner that can, you know, kind of assist with with that. I think that the second biggest uh, issue that that sellers face that we deal with, you know, quite often is they, they send a shipment as a foreign importer. You know, they've got their VAT registration. They've got their EORI number. They think, great, you know, I'm set up to sell. I'm set up to import goods arrive at, at customs. No, you know, customs are asking for an importer of record. And uh, that's really uh, where we can step in. And we have a really great process with stuck shipments. We, we step in for clients at a really stressful time. Um, you know, we, we have contacts in, in the necessary brokerage teams, be it via sea or via air. Uh, we provide the necessary documentation, the goods uh, uh, clear and, and, and get delivered. And, and we've, we've signed, you know, m- multiple clients uh, in, in those situations. Excellent. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like it's pretty much, you know, advice and and guidance from basically even before they, you know, package the stuff, right? So like, as soon as they start to think about, Hey, I got to manufacture this stuff and I want to ship it to certain countries, you get, you're there to help them understand that this goes all the way back to the manufacturing process. It's not just, Hey, put something on the carton after it's already boxed up and then you're good. Cause that's not how it goes with, you know, multiple different countries. Right. So absolutely. Are there any like other helpful tips or pointers that you may have up your sleeve that, uh, you know, we haven't shared today that maybe come, comes up and, and, you know, obviously when you move into a new marketplace, there's everybody thinks, oh, it's a straightforward process. You got these certain things, but sometimes you get surprised by, you know, one little compliance thing. Like I remember in Germany, now I don't know if it's still this way or exactly how it works, but right before I stopped selling in Germany, um, they started to do a plastic packaging compensation program of some sort it's like a a carbon neutral tax essentially where they were like you have to tell us how much plastic packaging you sell and then we're going to charge you to basically clean it up in our country um so i was like that's pretty unique i hadn't heard of that and i think more countries will probably do that in in the coming years but is that is that one of the things that germany's still doing or is there some other things that you've seen that have kind of uh come up yeah so i think germany germany is probably the most complex market to get into um, there's really big, big opportunity there being, you know, the third largest marketplace in the world and by far the largest in, in Europe. Yeah. Um, another, you know, added to what you've just, just said is, is the, the WE directive it's W triple E and that comes with, uh, the recycling of any electronic products. And, uh, again, that's one of the types of product specific compliance that's, that's required before getting in, into the, into Germany. But I think what's important for, for sellers, you know, We've made the the process in getting into difficult countries relatively simple, um, and 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 that's that's really the value we can bring. Second to that is you know you have one central point of contact that you can that you can speak to for the entire global distribution of of your inventory, whichever new market you're looking to get to. Um, in terms of tips and tricks, you know, I, I like the question, but you know, there's Amazon sell 45 million different types of products globally. 
we will for the rest of our lives in this business see a new product that we've never seen before. Yeah. But that's always a great challenge for us. Okay. And, and we love that, right? And uh, so whatever product it is that you're looking to sell uh, in a new market, we're going to take it on. We're going to you know, advise you as much as we can. We're going to point you in the right direction. And then as soon as you're ready to go, we'll start with the logistics and, and import compliance. Cool. So obviously we'll put a, a link to the company in our show notes. And so that way everybody can come check you out. Is there kind of anything else that you wanted to say or any, anything, any way that they want to, should contact you in case they don't go to the show notes? Like where would they come to kind of find you guys? Great. So that, uh, I'm more than happy to take your listeners on uh, myself, my, my personal email. Um, we'll, we'll send it to you. And uh, maybe just for the benefit of your listeners, it's actually quite a, re- it's a really simple email. It's, it's rail, R-A-E-L, another L at Z, Z-E-E dot C-O. Uh, so contact me personally. Let me know that you've, you've come through the, the Sprint to Profit podcast and uh, let us help you Sprint to Profit, uh, but awesome. in a new market. What, what a ste- like line stealer right there. <laughs> there you go awesome well i want to thank obviously you know rail for coming on today and lots of great insights and strategies about how to set up your business in other marketplaces and you know obviously getting the, the processes you don't want to you know spend the time doing it yourself mucking it up and then causing yourself a lot more headache so it is a really good idea to at least get some you know conversation going right to understand what you need to prepare and, and how to do it right so if you guys like what you heard today Make sure to hit the subscribe button and share our podcast with friends who might get value out of it as well. Also, if you want some absolutely free training on what it takes to have a successful business to fuel your lifestyle, head to goteamreal.com to download our free training today. And we'll see you next week for the next Sprint to Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.